Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the miracle I call the blind perspective, uh, where we talk about topical news from a blind perspective. And you might be wondering why I'm calling it a miracle. Well, the fact is, I've got two of my favorite panelists on the show today. Claudia Delrial and Misty Dawn. Hello, hello, hello. I've actually been wanting the two to meet for the longest time because they're both Indiana (laughs) natives. Well, not not Indiana natives. I mean, Claudia, were you born in Indiana? No. Yeah. Okay. You were? So was I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we are. Yeah. <laughs> Born okay. raised. Okay. Uh, so wait a second. So why is Claudia one hour behind us? And probably you're... are you down south, like we're Evansville area? No, I'm not. Because north. that's central near Chicago. Oh wait, is it central? Wait. Okay. It's central time. Central time there too. Okay. Oh wow. Okay, I thought it was just in the southern part. Okay. <laughs> wow. I, it's like so. Indiana it's really carved up weird. So two time zones. <laughs> yeah, we do. Like for okay, oh, wow. so real quick story, if I may. That there's a funny story. Like for a while, whenever uh-huh. we finally switched over to daylight saving time or near that time here in Indiana, they basically like our governor basically said, "Oh, you can go on whatever time zone you want." And like a bunch of counties were on this time zone or that time zone, and it was really inefficient. It was craziness, and that stopped quickly. So. Really? Uh, when, it was several years ago now. I think maybe more than several years ago, but oh, it was horrible, horrendous <laughs> for a while. Yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> Um, remember if you guys like what you're about to hear, uh, definitely hit that like button, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, our Facebook page or Twitter and share it, especially if you think somebody can benefit from whatever we have to say here. Uh, I never say nothing bright, but believe me, my panelists usually do. (laughs) Yes, you do. Stop. (laughs) You you think so? Well, (laughs) having said that. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and on Twitter, or you can subscribe to us on YouTube, and you'll get our uh, our uh, shows live. If you can't catch us live, you can always catch us on podcasts. Uh, for those who are listening on podcasts, welcome. I uh, I keep forgetting to say hi to you guys who listen to us on podcasts, so I'm going to rectify that. At some point, hi. Not necessarily <laughs> today. <laughs> Hello, Pat but uh, there you go. <laughs> with that in mind, if you ever want to can- contact us, hit, uh, send us an email. Whose blind life is it anyway? At gmail dot com, uh, or message us on Facebook or Twitter, and we'll respond in kind. Uh, with that in mind. Today's show is kind of, uh, well, we're going to clear up the smoke screen that is being placed in front of the blind, so to speak, to keep us from seeing the reality of it. First and foremost, the COVID test that they just released. Uh It's supposed to be blind friendly. It's supposed to be. Except it isn't. Yep. Where is this test? This is the one that the government put out, and they wasn't accessible initially, and then they um, 
then they put it out later as an access, supposedly accessible test, but there are still tons of issues of, you know, with even getting it set up. So, yeah, I mean, you have to download an app, you have to l look at lights, you have to <sighs> read an, uh, an instruction card, mm -hmm. which is, I don't know. I mean, the only thing that are, I think, I think actually once you get the app, you do have the instructions, but they, but then like, uh, and then you can have the results read out, but that's pretty much the only thing that's accessible. Yeah. You know, the whole process from what I understand pretty much, except maybe filling out some forms online too. But, and like, you I also mean, have to fill out a form. You have to like put in all your information and stuff, like your private information. A lot of folks, that's not accessibility related, but a lot of folks are like a little bit squeamish about that. Why yeah, that is. exactly. So. so, wow, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I've, I've tried one myself. I'll say that, but I've heard this from other sources. So. But that is not what's making me mad. Mm -hmm. What is actually making me mad is the fact that a lot of blind people think this is a positive. Yeah. I mean, they think, uh, oh, we're one step further to being more uh, inclusive. One baby well, step, but yeah. No. Hmm. I mean, the fact is, they still made the bloody test inaccessible. Mm, no. Mm. And then there are those who are making money on the least employed minority out there. Mm. The fact that Freedom Scientific, or what they are now called as Vespero, actually switched over from the annual license, the annual home and professional license mm -hmm. to the year subscription, which costs you $100. Now, they want us to believe that it's cheaper and certainly more manageable mm -hmm. in that it's less to pay. Mm -hmm. However, is it less to pay? The fact that you only get one year's worth of JAWS when you can actually buy two years worth for 150. Mm -hmm. Whereas mm -hmm. if you go for two years worth of the yearly license, you pay $200. Yeah. I mean, and that's American prices. I am not quoting Canadian. In Canadian, it's actually about 200 to 50. Yeah, it's usually a bit more. You know? So... What does that leave us? I mean, why are people thinking that it's okay that we took this one step, mm -hmm. but aren't we just taking two steps back? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I think it's, it's part of it is unfortunately the sort of notion that we should be grateful for any crumb we get from the sighted community. Like, you know, that, oh, you should, like, well, using another example for what I'm talking about uh, is actually audio description. Um, look at something like an Amazon Prime. I mean, they're having, yes, they have a lot more content in many cases than other streaming platforms with audio description, but much of their content is also text-to-speech. And I would say the majority of the blind community does not like that because it takes, for a lot of them, they say it takes them out of the movie. And Amazon just keeps pushing back and pushing back and saying, oh, but you get more content. You should be grateful for what you have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. I think it's like we get a little scrap and we should be eternally grateful to the people who provided it. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's, I mean, a lot of, a lot of other barriers we face in general, I would say are attitudinal. 
more than anything else. And those attitudes shape ideas. Those ideas shape implementation of concepts and accessibility being among them. And so, you know. No, I agree with you. Claudia, how do you feel about it? I'm kind of a mixed. Um, I mean, I've been blind all my life. So I do. I mean, I remember the lack of accessibility uh, growing up. Mm -hmm. As opposed to now, I think it's come a long way, uh, most certainly. And I think it's still making strides, you know. Um, I just feel like, um, you know, I think that when new things get rolled out, like I'm not discrediting the the whole thing that you guys just said about the government COVID um did we talk about that? Yeah. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we started with it. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Um, <laughs> it's all good. But, but it's three you know, I feel like, I feel like, yes, it's progress, but I also feel like we have to have, we do have to have some grace with it. It's new. I mean, new, new technology in the sense that, you know, uh, I'm sure this hasn't been done before in terms of accessible uh, tests like this. I know that no. there's a lot of women who are visually impaired, who look for accessible birth control, things like that. So, uh, as well. yeah. <clears throat> so I think that I, there is going to be, it's, I don't think that you're ever going to have something fully accessible out of the box, particularly when it first comes out. I just don't. I mean, and I think that's an unrealistic expectation, but that's just me. Well, but yet yeah. Apple and Windows <laughs> have done that. After but no, persuasion. they haven't. But no, they haven't. I mean, it's come to that now. It's very accessible. But was it always? Was it, it added its in at the inception? Was it always accessible? No. Not at the very beginning. We had to no. push for it. No. Right. So I think that there's always going to be a fight. There's always going to be a push. Unfortunately, yeah. I, and, and it's up well, to us COVID, whether or not we have the energy yeah. to you know to pursue that or yeah. fight for yeah. basic accessibility <laughs> right and i think that's where the organizations are helpful and come into play um i mean they can debate about how effective they've been either but i think collective action does have its benefits in that because uh, we're speaking as a class more and we're and it helps people to recognize us more as a class and often as an oppressed class um and just like other minority groups and um but no as far as the covid test it is a very specific instance i think in the sense that you know they probably were trying to get these out there as quickly as they could and so they had to, they, that may be partially why they've kind of done a bare minimum job on it. But my, my response to that is why didn't you implement accessibility in the first place? Like, I mean, I, COVID, I said COVID is a new thing and, and it, there may still have been some issues with timing, but if, if they had baked that in in the first place, like, you know, it, it might not have been such an issue now. Well, it goes back to, we we're not considered when they make decisions like mm -hmm. this, we're just not thought of in, right. in, in that aspect. Yeah. Oh, let's, guys, it's, it's 2022, y'all. It's right. 2022. Right. I mean, let's it's, start it's right out of the box. It's the 1990 since the ADA. Yeah. Let's start right out of the box and make it accessible. They're not right. thinking about us. They're just But not. that's the thing, though. When you take into account other things, for example, buildings have to be accessible to wheelchairs right but in in it yeah and it, that's everything Every, people think of disability most people do and they think wheelchairs and that's and the they, thing think they think deaf yeah yeah well deaf possibly but most i would say people think of wheelchairs and you know the thing with the ada as well is that i mean basically the people who are supposed to benefit from it are left to enforce it you know there's no there's no government um led i guess i should say enforcement mechanism 
there as far as I know. As, as I understand it, we ha if we see a violation, we as a community have to, and as a people, have to uh, bring that up in lawsuits. And a lot of us, frankly, just don't even have the resources to do that. Uh, yeah. And they don't. We don't. And, it, you know, I mean. Most of us don't. Because so many of us <laughs> live below the poverty line because of discrimination in employment and other factors. So. Okay. I have to say that growing up on my whole life was sight, mm -hmm. such as it was, mm -hmm. I did not give blindness a second thought. Mm -hmm. Of course right. you wouldn't. Or a first. I mean, no offense, but nobody's <laughs> going to unless you're in it. Or but that's the unless thing. you have a family member or yeah. a, a love someone, someone that mm -hmm. is, you know, in your circle that then you're made aware of. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not going to think about somebody who is blind or someone who is deaf or someone who is in a wheelchair unless you have personal experience. But that's but it, the thing. Hold, hold yeah. on. Hold on. Before mm -hmm. you say that. Okay. The fact is, growing up, I knew about deaf people. We had deaf people with sign mm -hmm. language on the television. Yeah. I mean, you I know? think they do a better job. I think they've done a better job. Maybe there's more of them, too. I don't know that for a yeah. fact. But certainly they've done a better job, I would say, of educating and of advocating than other communities have. That's right. And here in Toronto, there are thousands of blind people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But before I went blind, I knew of none of them. Well, and the thing is, we're, we're so more, much more isolated from society than other groups as well because of various factors, including discrimination in, in employment and other, and other aspects, uh, is issues with transportation and all yeah. kinds of other factors. We tend, unfortunately, to be more isolated. Social lack of acceptance, you know, we're not out there as much, perhaps, as other groups. So that's another factor we have to consider. Right, exactly. We're I not mean, out, there, out there in large society being looked at. The deaf community have had closed captioning on television and movies yeah. for the longest time. Yeah. And only now we're getting video description. I mean, what yeah. the hell? <laughs> well, and that's something that our communities, I think there was a lot of jealousy between the communities for a long time because of that. Um, I mean, I'm not saying it's good or it's a bad thing, but like we just thought that like the deaf got everything basically. You know what I'm saying in that regard? And it's like, well, it we seems being, that way, doesn't it, Miss? It did, it did a while back. Not so much, I think, in less so, I think, in recent times, but it certainly right. did as I was growing up as well. And, I mean, oh, I never day. thought about it like that. I, I mean, like, feel well, that it's, way, it's interesting, I me. guess. Yeah, well, interesting. Even at the blind school, where I went, there's the deaf schools nearby, and a lot of times they would transfer blind students and deaf students on the same buses and stuff. At least when I was going there when I was younger, and like they, and maybe part of it was communication issues. I don't know too, but like socially and stuff, they never got along. They were always fighting. Those those two communities were always fighting each other, even at that young of an age. Like again, maybe that it may have been communication issues and different modes of communication and stuff playing into that as well. But um, yeah, it's yeah, but it was it was still it, I. I I, you know, I still don't think that I think, I mean, it's safe to say that the deaf are more organized than we are. I think, well, they're more outspoken. I think perhaps they are more, they make themselves more visible for whatever reason. And they are much more outspoken and assertive. I, I mean, there are so many cases where we blind folk just constantly want to apologize for ableism it drives me up a wall. And a lot of people do, do not like me because I'm so assertive about ableism. They do not like, I say me, maybe necessarily, but they certainly do not like my approach. I mean, I've encountered this time and time again. 
I, this is why I'm totally NFB because they do tend to pick, take a more assertive approach. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but even in, in some cases with them, it's like, you know, let's push a little harder guys. Let's, let's not apologize for ableism when it needs to be spoken out against and corrected. Deaf people have been doing it. Other dis disability communities have been doing it more than we have for years, you know? And, so. and that's the thing. I mean, the deaf has had one big organization yelling for them, which is ironic because yeah. they don't speak. <laughs> right. But they speak louder than most of the other communities. Right. I think, so but the blind have what, three, four, five organizations? Well, we have two major blind led organizations, NFBACB. But the, yeah, the thing is, the politics get in the way too. That's a good point. Politics get in the way. We've been divided since the 60s, I think, 50s, 60s or so. That's right. And I mean, we, we, well, we sometimes work at counter, counter purposes, you know. I mean, so. doesn't one believe that? A guide dog should never be used. Uh, well, that was the that was the perception, as far as I know. Like at least, in and in I think it was NFB. The perception of NFB before I got into, I was, I've been in NFB for a year or so. But right. my understanding is they it was thought that they tend to look down on guide dog users, but they do not have a guide dog organization within the within the NFB. And I don't know how how included they feel. Obviously, I, I use a cane myself, but um, yeah, that was the perception, at least uh, yeah, from the outside. And and I mean, if they can't even agree on that, how are they yeah. going to agree on video? Very different philosophies, very, very different philosophies. And I, I've been advocating unity between the organizations for, for as long as I knew that there was disunity. You know, mm -hmm. there would be so many advantages to reunification. But yeah, and that's and a folks, whole can of Folks, whole I understand that you're thinking, well, this guy's a Canadian. He doesn't know better. But the fact <laughs> is, we're in the same boat. Mm -hmm. There's you only have... one organization that. Well, CNIB. literally, what do you guys have? CNIB or something like the that? The CNIB, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> However, we also have the CCB, the Canadian Council of the Blind. Oh yeah, you we have your, your equivalents. Yeah, we have yeah. disability organizations. I think like you have an NFB. Do you have like a it's NFB type thing up there too? I think as well. Yeah, we have the CFB. Yeah, that's right. CFB. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it just becomes retarded. Yeah. Why are yeah. all these organizations fighting with each other to yeah. for the for yeah. different things well and it's interesting that cnib is most well known up there uh even here because like i hardly ever hear about the uh, the blind like the major blind led organizations like we have here like cnib i don't know how blind led it is but it does seem like it really is out front as far as what other people know about blind organizations in canada you just don't hear about the other ones well and another. the other thing i didn't realize was that language goes a long way apparently mm -hmm. It, I'm not sure if it's the Canadian National National Institute for the Blind yep. or of the Blind. We talked about this last week. Yeah, and how important right. it is. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And that's why, like NFB and ACB, are very adamant, especially in like media interviews. They say, you know, that you need to say this is of the blind. This is the blind speaking for ourselves and not being spoken for. And, exactly. You know, I think that's hugely important in terms of public perception. So. Right. I but, mean, yeah, we got into that last week as well. Claudia, how do you feel? I mean, the fact is, before now, you didn't even think about getting a guide dog, did you? No, but that was a personal choice. Right. Um, I mean, it has nothing to do. How do I feel about? Well, the fact that you had an organization, well, you guys in the States had an organization that said guide dogs aren't really necessary. Yeah, I don't um, know if they ever said that, but 
That was a perception. Anyway. It was a perception, right? I don't know if it was ever like uh, verbally stated, but yeah, I mean, it made it more implicit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I don't I don't think it's a it's a fair assessment. I mean, but but I don't know whether or not like there was major truth behind it or if that was, you know, I don't know. I have not. I will say that I have not been um, very involved with any of the organizations. I okay. mean, life is just crazy. I know I know of them, but right. I mean, I've you know, I've kind of spent my life working and raising a kid and, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and we don't have a lot of presence here in Northwest Indiana. We really don't. Oh, we don't um, have a presence down here in South, Southern, Southwestern <laughs> Indiana either, like at all. Like, yeah, we, the large chapter of NFB because we don't have a chapter. And a lot of our issue is for us, um, when I was involved, transportation was a big right. <laughs> barrier. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, yes. Here. Yes. We could yes. we couldn't even get to the meetings. I mean, yep. and now it's even worse because mm -hmm. we have no bus system. We have no, you know, unless it's Uber or Lyft or right. whatever, then so you're we don't even have meeting. that in my town. Like we have nothing but here except we have home. that. But it's expensive. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're not working right. and even yeah. if you are working, it's it's. Mm -hmm. It's um, very cost prohibitive. So, right. Uh, I don't suppose your town has uh, the Uber for disabled people. No. Oh, special. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, we have one transportation thing that anyone can use if they can't drive for whatever reason. But it, it's and it does cover several counties down here. But again, some of the schedule in advance. They don't oh, have yeah. a lot of worker, especially with COVID and the worker shortage right now. And, you know, I wouldn't want to be exposed to other people at this point anyway, because I'm high risk. And so but um, yeah, so it's that's about the only transport we have, at least at least it's something certainly in a small town and small area like this. But it's yeah, I mean, we were talking about this last week when. Yeah. I said, you know, if you're blind, you have to move to a large city. Yeah, you do. Except that, yeah, again, mm -hmm. cost prohibitive. If you're not working, the mm -hmm. cost of living in in bigger cities is yeah. obviously higher. Because yeah. um, I think about that now. Like, I would love to be closer to my job. Mm -hmm. um, every time I go into my office, which thankfully is very rare now, um, it's it's 120 bucks a day. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah. Yeah. How so? Because that's what it costs to take an Uber or Lyft. I can't Holy do shit, really. I can't do the train and um what my plan was to do with a train uh -huh. and a bus, but I won't get there in time, so I can't do that. And I right. need to be there in time. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's how crappy transportation in Indiana, that's how crappy transportation is, and in many places across the country as well, especially more rural states. Um, it's it's horrendous, absolutely horrendous. But the I mean, Europe is, does a far better job. Don't you do. guys have um, tax codes that make up for that? Uh, like, I mean, uh, here in Canada, we do. If you have you, to use public transportation, Lyft, Uber, oh, you mean like taxi. you get like a discount or a credit or something? Well, no, you get a tax break. Oh, no, uh, I didn't think so. No, mm -mm. no, as far as I know, no. I, I had somebody specifically, and I will have to do it again. I usually do my own taxes, but now because I'm working in another state but living mm -hmm. in the different state, <laughs> um, so I live in Indiana and we're in my I, I work for the state of Illinois, okay. right? So um, what was my point? That I need a <laughs> um, a tax preparer this time, okay. and I have asked about that before. It 
Oh, we lost Adam. Claudia. I think we lost you. I think we lost her. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, the I fact think. is, up here in Canada, we Other actually than that. have. Oh, there, there you, you are. are. <laughs> uh -huh. We lost you. We for lost. Like oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> wow. Weird. Uh, you said you had to ask a tax preparer to do my taxes this year because I, li you know, live in one state, work in another, and there, there is a blind tax exemption. But other than that, I don't know of anything else. No. A and I don't think even in Europe they actually have exempt and they have like things like that where you can pay less to like use transportation like that. I believe again, it's we, we have some strengths certainly, but I think in other countries it strangely do much more for our community than, than we do here in, in many ways. It seems. Yeah. But, I mean, the fact is up here in Canada, if you have to use public transportation mm -hmm. to get around because of your disability, mm -hmm. you can, you can put it on your taxes. Right. As a medical expense. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, I think we could do that. But okay. that, you know what? I do believe we can do that because, that. Okay. because I can claim my dog's expenses as everything as, you do with your dog as medical expenses because he's a, he is a, God, what is that word? No, but he is an extension of me. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, itemizing is daunting to me, which is, that's what you have to do. You have mm -hmm. to itemize everything if you're going to do that. Mm -hmm. So I do believe that maybe you can do that. Okay. I have not. I was going to say, I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, when you take into account the amount of food they eat, <laughs> I mean, you're looking at what? 30, $40 a month. Mm -hmm. No, not me. I'm, <laughs> no? I'm, I'm good. I, I know how to. No, I pay. You about, know how to shop, do you? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Uh, so I'm paying maybe about fifty bucks every six weeks, maybe, oh. maybe eight. Depends. I'm sorry. Else, every what? Every six to eight weeks, fifty dollars. Really? I have my boy on a very strict diet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> Only because I don't, you know, there's a lot of issues with dogs and they having hip dysplasia, things like that. Mm -hmm. If you right. let them get too overweight. So, so mm -hmm. I worry about that and I want them around. So we are very watchful of that. Yeah. Right. But you walk around with Jackson everywhere, don't you? Yeah. So is weight gain uh, a major factor? Um, it, In the winter? Yes. Especially because we don't do as much work in the winter because oh, it's okay. snow covered and, you know. Yeah, I'm sure being Canada, you get and, the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Horrible winters are absolute. Yeah. 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 Guide dog or cane winter is horrible. I mean, don't <laughs> so. get me wrong. I love the fact that I have a guide dog in the winter, mm -hmm. but, you know, to take her out, I just can't. Mm -hmm. I can't find my way back home. Yeah. Um, winter's, yeah. Yeah. No. I love, like, I love the first snow, but after that, I can go away and, yeah, back not come back till 2030. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I interviewed somebody yesterday who said, oh, we had a frost <clears throat> the other day. And I said, you had a frost the other day? My God, we got like feet of snow. <laughs> right, right. You know, and and, and, yeah, and it's stuff like that, that that makes it hard for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, can you imagine living in a rural setting where... You just had three feet of snow dumped on you. 
Right. A person yeah. would be trapped in the house. You literally are. Um, that happened to us. We had a big blizzard one year. Uh -huh. Um, I mean, we have many blizzards, but I mean, I remember <laughs> the snow was like, um, chest high, honestly, probably higher Right. in, in, you know, you couldn't even get out of the house. Like, well, you that's just... not saying much. You're short. <laughs> You're not that much taller. I would stop talking, but anyway, <laughs> um, we won't go there. Yeah, I'm a shorty too. So <laughs> five, two, so yeah. five, four, five, four. But anyway, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> nice. But uh, well, I've got you both beat. <laughs> yeah. But the point is you get the point. I mean, you couldn't even open the door and yeah, you know yeah. how to even start cleaning that amount of snow. Now I've become yeah. a good, a good snow shoveler, mm -hmm. but I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, heart attack snow right there. If yeah. you can believe it, my dog didn't want to take a shit. Oh, I believe it because I have my little one. Because doesn't either. she didn't want to hop up three right. feet of snow onto the grass. <laughs> and well. she refuses to do it on cement. I don't know. Maybe the razor didn't want, didn't taught her not to go on cement. Um, I don't know. My dog doesn't, though, either, Victor. I yeah. tried to. I, oh, no, wait. I'm lying. No, 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 no. Wait, hold on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've been sick. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, my dog will not go on the sidewalk at all. Mm. I wanted yeah. him to. I wanted to teach him, and he wouldn't. He would wow. not. Maybe so it's, it's like always grass. too hard. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, it's how, so much did easier. Did you guys though. have a relief area at the school? Yes, and it was cement. It was cement, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he'll, same with mine. <laughs> he'll he'll pee on the sidewalk, but yeah. he will not poop on the sidewalk and it stressed me out when i went to get him i'm like wait i need this to happen and right. the trainers are like no i don't think it's gonna happen so you're gonna have to deal <laughs> and okay i mean i manage it it's fine but i don't like it because some places yeah. don't have grass right? well and that's the thing there are some areas where it's gonna snow so what the doctor the dog is not allowed to go out when it snows <laughs> I don't know. Mine will go. He'll go in the snow. Well, that's just it. I'm saying we right. can't. No, we can't. And, yeah. and and that goes back to the point that there are more communities that are more visible. But think about it. The deaf community is more visible because they can drive. Mm -hmm. Yep. And they can, they can gather to protest and things like that, whereas we can't. Mm -hmm. We being in the smaller cities? We I'm talking about blind folks blind. general, generally, yeah. Well, I say we can't, but it is harder to like say if you're going to organize a protest to get a lot of people because of sure. possible transportation issues that are going to come up and everything else. But yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's really hard to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, I, and we're kind of going far afield, but <laughs> you know, those are facts for us. Right. right. That's daily life. Right. And again, it, it is surprising in 2022 that I've met people before who don't, still don't even know what a white cane is. Like I've literally online anyway, like I did a periscope, educational periscope thing a while back and periscope was first a thing. Mm -hmm. And I would talk about a white cane. I asked several times, I got, what is that? Like, I was just like stunned. Like, I don't know if, again, it's because we're less visible and just, there's just some things that you really can't control in that, in that regard, or if it, we really do still need to do a better job of educating, or if, frankly, people just... I found a lot of times, unfortunately, sighted folks just don't care. You, you say how cool the technology we use is and this and that and the other. And you're like really enthusiastic about educating and explaining. And they're just, they just seem so like, meh. I mean, some are like cool and awesome with it. And they're like really excited. But a lot of them are just meh. 
That's what I found anyway. And I well, admit, it's I mean, in sight of people's defense, I didn't realize there were roller tips on canes. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's pretty advanced not realization. <laughs> I mean, some I people mean, are like, I don't even know what it is. Honestly, I, I mean, I thought, I thought it was just the point and you tapped yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You know, left and that's right. That's reasonable, I suppose, but. Like not even knowing what a white can is in 2022 is, is pretty yeah strong. exactly that is surprising because I thought that mm -hmm. our schools in our my area were doing a pretty good job mm -hmm. of educating because I don't get those I okay. um, did frequent schools a lot on my previous shop and mm -hmm. I didn't get I did get some questions and I'm okay with that because I don't mind educating mm -hmm. um, but I guess um, as time went on they got further and further. Far and fewer between, which means that, right. oh, yeah, the kids would tell me, we learned about that. We learned about <laughs> no, that. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's, right. yeah, I think it is improving, definitely. But yeah, I think, I think still disability awareness and education should be like a, a thing in schools. It should be no, a, I a, agree. a necessity, you know, yeah. and something that's like a required deal. I mean, if, if, if other diversity education is becoming a requirement now, we should not be excluded. And so often we are like, you get all of this diversity discussion and we're all almost all disabled folks are almost always left out. Of, I mean, like you get all these different minority classes listed, listed, list, listed, listed, you know, and then we're either at the very end or we're left out completely. And even the liberal activist spaces of various sorts, like our, you know, our our space is just not even, we're not even at the table, you know, as far as DEI stuff, diversity, equity, inclusion stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And it's, you know, I don't know if we'll see those changes in our lifetime or not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you look at even this month, Disability Pride Month. I don't know if either of you are even aware that's a thing. Well, you've probably seen it, uh, Victor, because I've been tweeting a lot about it. But, you know, this is Disability Pride Month, folks. And like, no, like very few businesses, organizations have even acknowledged it. Now, this has been going on since 1990. Since after the passage of the ADA, people had disability pride parades. So, you know, small starting out, you know, it's a couple of major cities. But it's been a thing since 1990, and yet major corporate America certainly doesn't uh, acknowledge it like it does uh, LGBTQ pride in, in, in June. And you know we're, we're gradually trying to work to change that. I mean, you know, the more visibility we can get, you know, I, I would say the better. And um, you know, a lot of us, it is becoming more of a thing even internationally, but it still has a long way to go compared to other other months of observance. So, well, ladies, uh, we've got a troll. Oh, okay. We've got a troll. His name happens to be mm. Taggate B. Okay. Let's be in the chat. And he says this channel is the most disgusting channel in, <laughs> on YouTube. Wow. Well, that's... then stop listening and goodbye. But that's yeah, I have to say Yeah, I was going to say, mean, really, you're why are still you listening. Here? But anyway, yeah. we're not going right, to entertain exactly. that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's, yeah. there's more. <laughs> right. Look, yeah. no one comes here whether you see that or not. Wow. Except yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, we can see that. So. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, why do you guys talk about having sex with animals? You sick fuckers. Oh, okay. that was, that was your one really, when you're doing everything really controversial that one weekend, I remember when you came back from COVID. Oh, like, oh. I was like, oh, okay. that was the show. It was some, it was another one though. I was like, oh my goodness. Really? <laughs> no, it was snap when we were talking about bestiality. Oh, that's because you're talking about sexuality and stuff normally. Yeah, okay. That's right. That's I mean, why. these people think we're oh. into that shit. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, for Christ's sake, don't you want to learn something? <laughs> God forbid. I would, like, again, I didn't realize it was a show based on sexuality and stuff, really, when I saw it. And at first, even I was like, 
Aren't we being controversial? Well, I think you said we did another topic that was pretty like that too, very provocative on this. The show abortion, that that we, right? Yeah, we yeah the abortion. Like, Whoa! Did yeah. COVID do something to you? <laughs> yeah, I mean. But, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> right. But still, he's curious about how we read the chat. Yeah, screen readers. It's 2022. Like they read the screen aloud to us. It's a computer program, basically that that reads the screen okay. aloud. You're so. indulging a troll. But still, I mean, it's always worth throwing it out there. I mean, you may not know, and the more education we get out there, the better. So, but yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, I give you that. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, I don't. I'm with you. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. We retards don't know what we're talking about. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no, and there's another nice retards. little ableist yeah. slur to throw in there. But Okay. Listen, tag AB, all I can say is <laughs> if you think we're doing something wrong, feel free yeah. to report us. Yeah, yeah. Right. I right. am officially saying that. Right, right. Feel free to report us to YouTube. Mm -hmm. Tell them we're talking about fucking goats. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. And maybe a cat or two. Oh, my God. Stop giving this idiot any more credence. Moving on. <laughs> wow. Yikes. Oh, so, anyway, I mean, the fact is... <laughs> Getting back to our original <laughs> topic. <laughs> right. I mean, the fact is, we're not here to mm -hmm. impress anyone. We're not right. here to entertain right. anyone. Right. We're here to provide somebody mm -hmm. with something to do. Actually, have something intellectual, experience. like to, you know, some kind of intellectual conversation in the in this world that's like so void of them these days. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> and the fact is this. When you talk about, I begrudge no company for wanting to make money. Mm -hmm. But when they make money off of the backs mm -hmm. of yep. people who have no money to begin with, mm. I just don't feel right about that. Well, here's the thing. Also, most people, at least here in the States, if we're going to get access tech, it's going to be through our voc rehab it's going to be through some agency that's helping us to get that tech in order to get educated and or get a job ah, and but so wait wait mm -hmm. voc rehab will not pay for that yearly license no they will not i can what? confirm that yeah. did no. not know that because i'm out I of school can, now okay wow. i can confirm that i was a previous state voc rehab counselor Okay. And we okay. have stopped doing that. Yes. Yeah. That's Even here in Canada, I know your state re voc rehabs hmm. don't pay for it. Yeah. Right. No, but I'm just saying generally, though, that's that's that is amazing. But yeah, speaking generally, that that happens. And so I think that a lot of these companies can, frankly, they, they feel freer to inflate prices. Uh, yes. because of that but then there are those of us who might need some new technology later in life or go blind later in life who have very few places to turn if we're low income. Correct. Yes. Yeah, you know, right. I mean, that's, that's I will, I will give them this: a mm -hmm. five-year license. If you buy a five-year mm -hmm. license, it is cheaper mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. than a full-paid version. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that's a fact. Right, right. However, when people boil it down, they don't have the money for a five-year license, so mm -hmm. they buy a single-year license, which is much more right. expensive. Right. But another thing is, and I'm sure you've heard this before, I mean, and the, it is a valid point. I mean, they may still be screwing us over. They may still be inflating stuff way too much. But at the same time, they, they I think that these companies, I mean, we are a small market. And they kind of, with the technology, especially like Braille displays and stuff, the technology small they need market. to use to you create. You consider us a small market? 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, I mean, we're, yeah, we're like, we're, I think there are like maybe three, was it third, was it 300 million estimated blind folks in the whole world? Well, I mean, it sounds huge as a number on its own, but like, if you consider like the, was it 3 billion some odd people in the world? Like it's relatively small market. Um, but I mean, that's, and that's what you hear a lot. They, they, just, they, they have little demand compared to most other major companies and they also need the pretty advanced technology sometimes to be able to create their stuff. So I can see why it, it just almost by necessity, it would be somewhat more inflated as far as I was going to expect. say the same thing because yeah. uh, while I don't agree that they should fully disclose because actually they, I just mm -hmm. upgraded my, I hadn't had the, the funds. I had not just to be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm, I'm work, I've been working forever and a day, but I'm right. also a single parent, blah, blah, blah. But so I didn't have the funds to pay for stuff like I needed it. Um, so I, I hadn't upgraded my um, my software since like 2017 until mm -hmm. this year. Right. My personal right. software. And right. so when I did, they did not even tell me that there was um, a license. They said we're transitioning from there's this this yearly uh, this yearly fee. And I well, I thought, great, because I thought I was going to have to pay a ton to get up to the version that I'm at now. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously I didn't, I paid a hundred dollars, but I, I don't agree. I think you should fully disclose what all of your options are. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I might've made a different choice, but at the same time, I believe that they need to pay their employees to create the tech yeah. to continue upgrading. So yeah. And, it is... and, and I mean, in your particular case <laughs> being on 2017, I could understand you wanting to buy the one-year license because you don't have the money for a full license yeah it was going to cost me like a thousand dollars if i did it the other way and I'm yeah like, it doesn't make exactly sense. yeah exactly and when you buy a full license with an sma it's something like 60 bucks mm -hmm. i mean yeah. well another thing that that gripes me is that like a lot of these companies do not like especially when they're developing something they're about to release something they t give you all this good stuff about it but they do not give even an estimated price on it initially i'm looking at you orbit um, they yeah, do this a lot. i've seen that too a lot <laughs> right yeah they did with the, the orbit slate they actually did it with the, I, i'll give them credit with the orbit slate they just started talking about recently but with, in the past they have not done that it's like wait is the orbit slate that thing that does braille and uh pictures uh that um actually i think the slate is that just uh, i think it can do graphics but yeah it's a, just a multi-line display and they're actually still trying to get screen reader operators they're working with them the major screen reader people to get that to be compatible with like you know computers and stuff and so right on. right right but it's just a multi it's a multi-line braille display so yeah um, yeah they have a graffiti i think orbit is it graffiti orbit i think it is that is specifically designed for text and graphics with a, with a high focus on graphics so they have i mean i am very happy that nvda exists mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. i'm really happy that narrator has stepped up oh, please. along with voiceover <laughs> and talk back i mean yeah. We don't have to rely on Jaws anymore. I despise narrator. Narrator is not. Narrator is I've... not what you need if you are in the working world. It's not gonna. It is not going to get you to do what you need to do. No, I've used it, it very infrequently, and even though it, as, as infrequently as I've used it, I despise <laughs> it as 
it's just not efficient. No. Mm -hmm. um, now I do use um, JAWS plus Zoom Text, which is Fusion, and like I mean, I can see using NVDA if I were a total, but I have enough vision to do like both speech and and yeah. large and, and large stuff at this point. Um, I haven't no, used NVDA in a while, so I don't know. Okay, yeah, NVDA has come a, from what I understand, come a very very uh, long way in a very short time. Right. Yeah, well, it's just as good, if not in some ways better than JAWS. And, and is that open it, source still or now yeah, is, are we they paying for completely, it? It's completely open source. Yep. It, okay. Which, and I'm surprised that for, uh, shit, I keep wanting to call them Freedom Scientific. The Sparrow. The Sparrow <laughs> right. hasn't realized that, that mm -hmm. at some point NVDA is going to surpass them Simply yeah, because people care more about NVDA and the good it does. Mm -hmm. And they're not out to make a profit. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, the flip side of that is um, there, are, there are software developers that are all involved in that project. But what happens when they can't anymore? I guess that's, you know, that's what I would think about as a user. Like, is there going to be a point where it's not going to be free to the public anymore because they can't maintain that mm. continually. Well, yeah. apparently they are. Yeah, but I mean, I guess, I mean, eventually, I mean, I, I can see them maybe monetizing it a bit, but I don't see it going up to the level of like a Jaws. No, soon, no, so. I don't see that either. And the fact is this, there's always going to be someone who will contribute, contribute to the code. Mm. Always. There's always going to be a, a, a writer or a coder that is willing to help with NVDA. With JAWS, not so much. The fact is, if you guys can't pay me, I'm not going to write your code for you. Especially when you're when they're getting like upwards of $1,000 for a license. It just, it just confuses me. No, I just, I just wish magnification, of course, being a, a low partial, I mean, I just wish magnification software would, like, get on board with this kind of free, like, open source deal as well. That'd be amazing. Like, Could like I said, if I had, like, speech and mag that would work together, like, with, like, NVDA does now for free, that would be incredible. Like, obviously, I'd be right for it. I mean, could you use the Windows magnifier? Oh, I tried. There's, I, I need, I have a lot, I need a lot of special bells and whistles for my, my visual level, which is not great, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's not good enough it's for, not for enough. your site yeah and you know it's it's stuff like that that we have to worry about we have to keep advocating yeah sure and whether we like it or not we cannot be happy with the little trickles they give us <laughs> the crumbs <laughs> as we we're talking about yeah i mean the fact is we can't be happy with that <clears throat> i'm sorry right it's yeah. like especially in this day and age it's we just, can't be we can't we can't stop advocating but i will be i will play devil's advocate here <laughs> and say that it is we have to advocate for everything in our daily lives i mean it's not just about whether or not we're being price gouged because we are blind or visually impaired it's not you know it's because of things that we've already talked about things like transportation things like access to buildings things like mm -hmm. everything is a fight and it is it, everything it's exhausting and it, it, it takes spoons like it just so takes so much energy like it, it, it's tiring it can be exhausting some days i used to do a lot more advocating when i was younger um in my college days i think 
than I do now. And it's simply because I, the energy, it's exhaustive. Yes. Plus working, it's, I mean, I'm advocating even on my job. I have a new job and I'm, you know, even there, I have to advocate for accessibility. Mm -hmm. It's a great place to work, mm -hmm. um, but they have no idea. They had no idea what to do with me when I first started there. And it's been, um, it's been, it was a nightmare in the beginning. And, um, but they, they moved quickly and they did what they needed to do. And I was helping them. They were helping me learn. Um, and we got it done. But, but I mean, you have to, even on your even on your job or even in your daily, you're advocating for something. So it's exhaustive across the board. Well, get, I got a surprise for you. <laughs> I did an interview a couple of days ago that actually put a name to that exhaustion. It's called <laughs> cognitive load. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. Mm -hmm. You know, and I didn't realize that existed. And mm -hmm. with us blind people, we have more of a cognitive load. Probably than the most. Sighted people. Uh, most people do. Yeah, I mean, like, because not only the advocacy, but just the memorizing—excuse me—the memorizing everything, and like, just uh, yeah, we have to put a lot more into that brain every. And this is why, like, if I don't have to memorize something, I will write it down or or do something, put it somewhere to where I don't have to. Like the the less I can memorize, the better, because I already have enough going on right now. Mm -hmm. so. I mean, I don't want to remember all my passwords, so I create yeah. a folder. Yeah, well, I do. I have a password manager. With just text yeah. files of my passwords, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do that too. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I mean, passwords at work, passwords at home, passwords at. I mean, yeah, man, well, if they yeah. could ever get like everything, like fingerprint ID or something, that would be just like, oh, that'd be a dream. Like, well, dream. that would be kind of good, mm -hmm. except you know they come up with face ID where you got to have your eyes open. And oh, I hate. Oh, I'm, that's why I'm not going to get another iPhone unless I absolutely have to. Like, I want my fingerprint scanner, and the iPhones that I want don't have it at least currently mm -hmm. and they've been talking rumors about it for getting that for years now and like it's never happened again so i'm not yeah. holding my breath but. and then you have phones that are doing f uh fingerprint id on the screen itself oh okay oh, i mean okay. how do you know where to put the finger androids do that right Oh, yeah. Uh, Androids, yeah, yeah, okay. a couple yeah. of them, yeah. Uh -huh. I, I'm I've not sure that. which ones though. No, I've heard that though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how do you know where to put your finger for Christ's sake? And face ID, I hate face ID. Oh, I've heard, I've heard, like people love it or hate it. Even the blind community, people love it or hate it. And no, I hate I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm just not looking forward to dealing with it at all. <laughs> so I mean, I have an iPhone bigger, eight. You know, they keep coming up with bigger screens, and yet, mm. for Christ's sakes, I want something small. Yeah, you don't need it. <laughs> That's kind of me. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of me. I actually want the iPhone SE three because it's smaller than what I have. Oh, okay. Um, the SEs, I think, still have fingerprints. Actually, if, yes. if yeah. I were you, I'd consider the Mini because it's more powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it also has the damn Face ID, I'm sure. And I hate Face ID. Yeah. <sighs> so you're See, saying I, I, you'd yeah. get the SE simply for the fingerprint? Oh, ID? man, Honestly, a lot of people do. Yes. A lot of people do that. Yeah. And I don't wow. need all the bells and whistles. I don't need the 25 cameras. I mean, I can't mm -hmm. see for God's sakes. I mean... But you know, what about like the lidar and stuff like that? That's that actually just enhances it. You would think that they would put the lidar on the mini because it's the totally blind folks who use the mini. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But no, I mean, I, yeah, I was gonna say lidar. I mean, works with a lot of the access tech that you can get on there now too. Which that's that's one reason why I'm thinking about going like with a 13 Pro if if the if it's not like 14 by then by the time my old one is unusable. Yeah, <laughs> but. But yeah. yet we all say, you know, we should be happy with what we got. 
Right, right. And like, I know a lot of a lot of side people who want that thing back. Like, what's so hard about putting both? Like, what's really so hard about putting both in there? Like, just oh, you mean the fingerprint, fingerprint and face ID? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, with all that in mind, any final comments, guys? Wow, it's already time. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, like I said, I think I'll come back to my original point just to sum up. I think all, all of this about advocacy and accessibility and all this, I think ultimately is rooted in ableist attitudes. All the struggles we have, I'm not saying all because there are always exceptions. I'll say most of the struggles we have are rooted in ableist and outdated attitudes and ideology. And I think that while advocating for the more practical things, obviously, is often more important, we also need to focus more on education and ad advocating at a philosophical and um, sort of the, uh, the idea level, if you will. And, you know, try to try to change the world one person at a time. I mean, obviously, some days we don't, we frankly just don't have time to advocate because we're busy living our lives. But I think just even even simply living and existing is, as some would say, an act of rebellion. Existing independently, living proudly as blind people in the world, as disabled people in the world, is an act of rebellion, and it really shows what we're capable of, and it it really tears down all of this ableism and all these misconceptions. So that's <laughs> that's my big takeaway, I guess. Well, it seems that Peanut agrees with you. He does. <laughs> <laughs> and he's locked away, and I, and and, <laughs> and you can still hear him. Yes. He uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. what do you think, Claudia? I just think. You know, um, no, do I think we should be happy with every little crumb that we get and not say anything? Absolutely not. But I also do feel that I, I, I know we've said it, but these things do take time. Um, and I think we also have to take that into consideration, too, in terms of the accessibility of things. Um, maybe I'm in the minority on that, but that's just me. I'm sorry, I didn't. It also what? I said maybe I said accessibility takes time, and in so what way? Making things accessible takes time. It's not always, uh, you know, you don't always come out with a new product and say here it is. It's accessible out of out of the out of the gate. I mean, it just isn't always realistic. I really do feel that. So maybe I'm in the minority. Um, right. So. So do I believe that we need to advocate for things to be more accessible? Yeah, but we also need to have some patience. But that's just me. And maybe it's, you know, well, I could no, be wrong on not, that, but it is me. It's not just you. A lot of people feel yeah, like I, you. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm not yeah. saying I'm happy with the status quo, but I am saying that tech <laughs> takes time regardless. And as far as I'm concerned, the fact is these companies should not think that they're doing anything special by making a test ex uh, accessible when it isn't or giving us uh, cheaper alternatives which turn out to be more expensive. Right, yeah. and that's where employability comes in. If you would employ more people that are in our situation, mm -hmm. we could tell you these things right that's off the exactly bat. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Tell, exactly. So, so that you don't make a product that is half-assed accessible <clears throat> When it could so it could be very accessible, if not completely accessible, if you have the people on staff to help test and produce and you know and and work through. And I mean, I think disability and blindness representation matters, right? And it matters on film. It matters in the workplace. It matters in society. And just getting you know, just 
striving somehow to get more you know disabled and blind representation in these higher in in these areas um you know is i think essential you have disabled folks you know in in companies people are going to be more aware they're going to I think just by default, you know, again, as you say, concentrate more on, on things like accessibility. And speaking yeah. of representation, I'm going to leave you all with this comment. I'm challenging you guys out there to actually come up with an organization that is non-political, <laughs> non-biased, non-partisan, and can do good. <laughs> and can advocate on behalf of every blind person. It can be country specific. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a worldwide thing. But create that. Don't blind unity now, you guys. Blind unity now. ACB, NFB, unity now, folks. We need it. Just yeah, saying. exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's and and you know what? I'm gonna end it there on that. <laughs> Because that's a perfect saying. Unity now. So, guys, thank you for watching us on today's Blind Perspective. Make sure to catch us tonight on Snap. Uh, we're talking about decompressing. Um, and I hate to say this, but we're going to have to take a day off for arts tomorrow. So, yeah, sorry. So, guys, thanks for stopping by. I want to thank Claudia. As always, I always love when she's on the show. And Misty, of course, because... Thanks much. I mean, guys, you can officially take it from me. We've got two geniuses on the show. <laughs> so, and I realize I'm kissing their asses. What are you smoking? What are you they're smoking? They're such good, good asses to, to kiss. Oh. I mean, I'm not going to say no. You about to say, uh -huh. Yikes. So, yeah. <laughs> what you've been thinking about. <laughs> right. Lots so, guys, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week with a hot topic. Bye-bye, <laughs> everybody. Hot topic. Bye. Bye. <laughs> what is it?